Episode 1. Hello, my name is Eric. I started this podcast as a homework assignment. For the last couple of weeks, I've been doing this thing called the One Funnel Away Challenge. For this assignment, we were given a choice of three outlets to tell our origin story. For the writer, a blog. For the person who comes alive on camera, Facebook Live, or YouTube. And for the person who feels most comfortable behind a mic, like myself, a podcast. So here I am, and this is my story. At five, I began singing in church, and as I grew up, my vocal abilities became more and more evident. It was during a time when I joined the local college community choir that I was discovered and given a voice scholarship on the spot. As a voice major, I was introduced to the world of opera and learned to sing arias in Italian and German language. That was also when I received my first ever voice lesson at the age of 27. I was urged to go train in Europe, but as a new husband and father of three toddlers, that was out of the question. After that, I dedicated myself to conventional old-school thinking, working a nine-to-five to provide for my family and putting my own desires on the back burner. Sure, I still sang here and there, but it was not a pursuit, and that's a big difference. I married Tracy, my high school sweetheart, six months before I got out of the Army. It was my plan to stay in for 20 years and retire. But I knew too many broken marriages and messed up military kids, or brats, as some call them. So when I got married, 20 years in the service wasn't as appealing anymore. For me, the military wasn't conducive to having healthy kids and a long, healthy marriage. And to those that pulled it off, more power to you. What the military did give me, though, was great training and leadership skills, which allowed me to do pretty well in corporate America. One day, a friend that I was in a singing group with invited me to go to a karaoke party. Turns out that it was at the house of a local celebrity radio personality who fell in love with my voice from the time I simply said, hello. It was he who introduced the world of voiceover to me and even helped me set up my first cheap doll. Humble beginnings, for sure. We became good friends, and those parties drew a who's who of many prominent locals who also had a love for singing. Those were some good years. Anyway. I started learning everything I could about voiceover, you know, who the big names were, the fee structures, the various websites I needed to go to and join, business material, books, finance, marketing, YouTube videos, everything and anything that taught me something about being a smart entrepreneur and a good voice actor. I joined a few voiceover groups on Facebook, and I actively read questions and comments. You learn so much just from doing that sometimes even questioning and commenting myself. At the same time, I honed my craft. I learned the equipment. I practiced reading out loud, mic techniques, creating soundproof spaces, using plugins and various software, sound editing, and all that kind of stuff. An old dear friend said to me once, Eric, you're so talented. You can do so many different things, but learn your niche and be the best at that. Don't try to be a jack-of-all-trades, and in my case, voice genres. Be a master at one. Be known for one, she said. Now, of course, you know, go for any jobs you think you can do, but work to be known for and market yourself as one that is uniquely you. When the recession hit back in 2008-2009, it changed my life. At the time, I had an upper management position in a large industrial company known around the world. Among our three kids, our son was working and going to college part-time. Our oldest daughter was a working new single mother, and our baby girl had three years left in high school. 
In 2008, we started laying off shop workers and closing vendor accounts. The days and the hours got very long. Eventually, in 2009, I was downsized. The first thing I did was call my wife and give her the news. When I got home, I contacted our creditors to give them a heads up. We had some savings, so as a man, I felt okay figuring that this wouldn't last that long, and with my skills and experience, I'd find work somewhere soon. I actually took this time to reinvent myself and went back to school. I was doing graphic design and setting up websites on the side, so I figured, why not get a degree in that to boost my resume, you know, let people know I was legit. I was also doing voiceover work from time to time. We basically lived off my wife's Home Depot income and our savings while I looked for work and did college. I learned three things during that time. One, the first couple of years of college are nothing more than 13th and 14th grades of high school. Two, if you've been out of high school for a while, then you have to pay the college to teach you refresh your high school stuff before you can even start some of your 13th and 14th grade curriculum. And three, once I did get into my degree work, I realized that most of what I was learning would be obsolete by the time I graduated. About that same time, I realized, along with the rest of the world, that this recession wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. Finding work as I knew it was gone. To stop the bleeding in our finances, I turned in one of our cars, which left us with one that was paid off. I tried to work with our mortgage company, but they refused to work with us and started foreclosure procedures. I eventually took a job as a test driver, driving cars all day, making a third of what I used to make and put a hold on school just 24 credits shy of graduating because I reached the max allowance on my student loans, which at the time I didn't know you could do, and I couldn't afford to pay out of pocket to finish. I was disillusioned, disappointed, and felt like I was a failure to my wife and my family and even myself. The recession had changed the world and it changed my world. I was still getting used to this new normal thinking that things would snap back to the way they used to be. Fortunately, we had an attorney dealing with the mortgage company, so we still had a roof over our heads, but that was about it. Cable TV was gone, eating out was gone, this was canceled, that was canceled. I'd watch the news or just look around town and the effects of the recession were evident everywhere. Businesses and restaurants were closed and it seemed like one out of every four houses had a for sale sign in the yard. Later that year, I was asked to sing and also narrate the story of Jesus' birth for the Christmas program at our church. At one of the rehearsals, a few of the band members were telling me about this website that I could join and get paid doing voiceovers. They went on to say that with my voice, I could make a real killing there. So a few days before that new year, I joined that site, set up my page, and waited. Nothing spectacular happened for about a year after that. I was getting enough voice work to pay off utility bills each month, which was nice, but it wasn't enough to support us financially. So before that next new year, I spoke to my wife about voiceover possibly being a full-time career, and we prayed about it. I was already turning down voice work because my driving job literally occupied my entire day. 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and some weekends. And you know, it's crazy how tired you get just driving a car around all day. In the late evenings, I would record and edit voiceover jobs. In February of 2016, I was speaking to a fellow voiceover friend, and she asked, when are you going to go full-time? Without hesitation, I blurted out July 1st and said to myself, what? Where did that come from? So apparently that was the date, and I told Tracy, family, and friends. June came around, and I knew I needed to give my job two weeks' notice. 
Yeah, I could have just stopped showing up, but that's not how I operate. Man, talk about fear. I lost my appetite. I was anxious. I was asking myself, Eric, what are you thinking? That voice in my head wouldn't shut up. Also at this time, my accountability partner and I were studying Matthew in the Bible, and we were at chapter 6 where God is saying, Do not be anxious or worry about tomorrow. I took that as a confirmation from God, telling me that my desire to go full-time in voice was in alignment with His will for me at that time. That actually gave me some peace, but thoughts were still going through my head. Later that same day, I had the chance to hear Charles Stanley on Sirius Radio, and you won't believe the passage he was preaching on. The same exact chapter and verses I had read that morning. Double confirmation. I got a little pep in my step after that and actually got really excited because that fear and doubt turned into anticipation, like that of a child on Christmas Eve waiting for Christmas. I still didn't know how my income would be replaced, but that's what a leap of faith is. And I gave that two-week notice. So on July 1st, 2016, I became a full-time voice actor. By the end of July, I was getting steady orders in daily, like a light switch had been flipped, and I finished that month with the highest monthly income I'd ever made in my working life. Though it was a great month, I still didn't have any guarantee of what August would look like. Boom! Another record month. September, the same thing. That October, I was making so much money that I hired an accountant, registered my little business as an LLC S-Corp, and started throwing money into a couple of IRAs. That December, we decided to do a road trip with the Pookies, my granddaughters, to Texas and spend Christmas up there with our two military kids and Tracy's sister. Being the skilled driver that I was at that point, I rented a van and we took our time enjoying a road trip for the holidays. When I shut down my business on December 18th to travel, I'd already earned $20,000 just in that first half of the month alone. I've been enjoying a six-figure income ever since, going on four years now. And that's my story.